Welcome to the Ultimate Dentist Podcast. Join us to hear success stories of various individuals and learn clinical and life hacks to help you become the ultimate dentist. Hi everyone, I hope you all are doing great. In the last episode on the full mouth reconstruction step-by-step approach, I promise that I will discuss about how to set fees for full mouth reconstruction case. So in this episode, we will discuss about fee setting in full mouth reconstruction. Now, in my experience, I've seen many dentists who are uncomfortable in discussing fees. I've seen cases where dentists will not discuss fees uh, with patient at all, and patient will only know how much the treatment was or will be when they go to reception and the dentist would have printed the treatment plan out. It is different now when talking to TCO because when you're when patients talking to TCO, uh, TCO nowadays have better understanding how to discuss fees and everything um, you know that gets delegated but I'm talking about some of some dentists who I've seen in my real world that you know do not talk, do not like talking about fees in uh, with patient and this is because in our undergraduate training, we're not taught how to talk to patients about fees. And um, it's almost looked down upon uh, as if you're making money uh, doing what we are supposed to do. And there's also a guilt factor when you are doing full mouth reconstruction that, oh, it's, it's a lot of money for patient and you don't want patient to feel that you are, you know, uh, ripping them off or something. So it's a, it's a lot of uh, self-limiting beliefs. And if you have those, then please dis- uh, have a look at one of my episodes where, where I've discussed about mindset. Um, it's really important for you to understand that we are there to help patients. Uh, ultimately, our aim, our goal is to help our patients. However, unfortunately, in the world, money matters. Uh, We do need to charge patients fees because um, if you're not an employer, then, you know, your employer uh, will need to pay to you, your nurse, uh, pay for the rent for the building. Um, If you are practice owner, then obviously, you know, your expenses. So um, one of the tips for practice owners is that if your associates are undercharging, just go to them and show them the expenses. You know, I'm an associate, but my uh, boss is very open and upfront about the expenses. And I know how much it costs to run a practice and it's getting worse day by day. And, and that's why whenever you see in any practice, usually principals are charging more than associates because principals know the, the cost of running practice. So what I'm trying to say is that don't be afraid of discussing fees with patients. And I'm very upfront with my patient how much it will be because they need to know. And many times when you are very honest and upfront with patient, they really appreciate it. And they don't feel that you're ripping them off or anything like that because you are upfront about the fees from the beginning and they have choice not to have the treatment done with you or um, go somewhere else or have a treatment done with you knowing fully how much it will be. Uh, One thing I do try and do is once I've given patient an estimate, I try not to move from that fee. So if 
there's small treatment here and then I tend to absorb the absorb the fees um, unless I've predicted that scenario and I've told patient that look I'm not sure what what's going to happen let's see and then you know um, we will we'll find out and I'll give you the fees about that but if I have predicted that this is how it's going to be and then there's something unpredictable happens which is a small small work then I don't tend to charge patient because it's a worse a situation like where patients committed thousands of pounds and then you are raising your fees more and more and more and that's when you are likely to lose respect from patient unless this has been discussed from the beginning. So how do we set charges? There are three main ways that I know of uh, setting fees. Um, one way is set fees per item. So you are in your R4 or exact or whatever system you're using, uh, you assess, okay, this tooth needs onlay, this tooth needs a filling, whatever, and you charge one tooth, each tooth, treatment for each tooth uh, it needs. And this is really, it works really well when you are doing smaller treatment. Um, fees per stage. Now, this is for a bigger treatment where you're charging patient per stages. So you're dividing your treatment in different stages, such as disease control phase or um, stabilization phase, restorative phase, maintenance phase, and you're charging patient per phase. Obviously, you are then breaking down those phases into what you are going to do. And you, you know, you're describing patients' charges about those but basically, you're giving patient per phase charges. And the third uh, most commonly used uh, fee setting method is fees per hour plus lab fees. So this is self-explanatory that uh, the dentist charges per hour of work and charge patients separately for the lab fees. I know some dentists who charge this way and, you know, it's usually involved more comprehensive treatment. So when you're doing full mouth reconstruction, I know some of the dentists who charges this way. So they will say, oh, the, you know, your crown prep will take this long and that's the charge. And then the, the lab fees will be on top, whatever they charge. And this allows for any changes in the treatment plan without fear of losing out for dentists. So, you know, if it takes something long, um, then, you know, dentists don't lose out and patients don't feel that, you know, um, that this wasn't told. But this is not my favorite way to plan because I always take long so I'm very slow and I don't want patient to feel that you know I am slow because I want to make more money so um, and similarly if I am let's say doing a simple implant it doesn't take me it takes me actual procedure it will take me probably 10-15 minutes to place an implant a single implant in a good bone uh, it doesn't take that long more time takes for disinfection and you know sterilization pro protocol and setting the surgery up and all that takes time but actual procedure doesn't take that long um, so you know I don't want patient to feel in that sense that they've been ripped off um, so uh, for me fees per hour and Laffy's uh, that kind of system is not really suitable but I know there are some practice because sometimes they are on plan and uh, that plan may have included some fees and patient that pays the Laffy's extra um, so so but these are the three main ways you can set fees up and so so how how do I plan my fees for full mouth reconstruction so I 
initially, when patient comes for consultation, I would have a chat with patient. And what I do is I would charge fees per item uh, on my exact or R4 just to get get a rough idea of the fees on the day of the appointment because my consultation is around hour uh, hour long and sometimes it goes over over an hour and during that time I am giving patients some idea of the fees so if I want to do that I would charge uh, charge uh, per item so I would know which tooth needs approximately what kind of treatment I will chart it um, once it's done once all the teeth are involved because if you're doing full mouth reconstruction you're touching almost every single tooth so once all the teeth are in uh, you know charted um, then I would include things which are not a single tooth related so things like wax up fees uh, whitening um, providing Michigan splint um, any provisionals if you haven't included that any um, endodontic treatment if you ha haven't included that or any comprehensive occlusal assessment again if you haven't done that so these are the small list of things which I keep it on side because sometimes you, you tend to forget to add these things and you just add if you're doing tooth by tooth charting then you just put all the teeth restoration all the teeth and you think oh this is it but you you need to you need to add wax up fees whitening and splint these are the three main really uh, things you need to you need to keep in mind um, then when I have done my full assessment and you know we really finalize the plan I would then write a letter to patient to give that appointment by appointment fees. So patient knows exactly how much they need to pay per appointment. I usually take full fees of that appointment when patient books the appointment. So let's say if patient's coming to see me for a wax up stage, so I need to take impressions, I need to do Facebook record, uh, Lucia jig. So patient would pay for that appointment when they book that appointment because over the time of what I've learned is it's easy if patient changes their mind that, oh, I don't want to go ahead with the treatment for it's easy for us to give them money back rather than us chasing patient for money because patient only always come to our practice and demand money back if they're not going ahead with the treatment. We can't go to their house and ask for money if they haven't paid. So I always uh, take payment upfront and tell patient that, look, this is deposit. If you do change your mind, then we will refund the money back. Um, and and, and what that shows us that shows commitment from patient's part and patients are less likely to miss that appointment. And this is something it starts from the time of consultation. So patient would pay, I charge very minimal amount of money for consultation. So patient would pay that money before they when they book the consultation so patient knows from the outset that they will be paying for that appointment um before when they book the appointment if that makes sense so it's it's a it's a two-way system so i first chart in on the system tooth by tooth planning and add those three uh, things or more uh, in the planning um, such as wax of fees whitening and splint then when patients once we have finalized the plan after i've done more assessments then i will write patient letter and i will break it down appointment by appointment fees so patient knows exactly how much they are paying per appointment and they are ready so there is no surprises 
Now, when it's not possible to quote the exact fees per item, you need to give patients some scenarios and possible fees. For example, if you don't know if tooth will need endo treatment uh, or not, then let the patient know that, you know, once I remove the restoration, I'll, I'll let you know whether the caries is into the pulp. Even if it's not, then because this caries is deep, there is likelihood that the tooth may become pulpatic and you may need root canal treatment. And if that happens, then the fees for root canal will be this much and you will need an only. Now, because it's a large restoration, most likely I would have planned only anyway. So only or a crown so um patient would have paid for that anyway and and so that's something patient needs to know now if you let's say you've done a crown and you are giving patient an option saying that look the the restoration is deep i'm doing a crown this tooth may need an endodontic treatment you need to give patient uh, advice that po there is a possibility that when endodontist goes through the crown the crown may chip or break porcelain might chip and you may need a new crown so this is something you need to discuss with patient from outset. Once the other scenario is, let's say you have patient has old crowns with the marginal caries, and now you're sectioning that crown. You need to tell patient that after looking at the X-ray, show patient that X-ray and tell them that look, I cannot see what's inside the car crown. I can only see around the crown that there is a caries. I don't know how bad it is inside the crown. So we will only know. Once I remove the crown, whether we can save this tooth or not. And if we cannot save the tooth, then we will end up taking this tooth out. And if we end up taking the tooth out, then you need to give the patient um, fees for extraction and replacement fees with denture, implant or whatever um, means, whatever plan you have. The on the other side, you need to give patient fees for crown if, if you can save the tooth or core buildup. So I tend to charge patient for an assessment sometime where these kind of scenarios are existing. So I would charge patient X amount of fees and I would say, look, I need to assess this first. So we'll remove the crown. If it needs to come out, tooth needs to come out, then the assessment fees will go into the tooth extraction if we need to, we can save the tooth, then the assessment fees goes towards saving the tooth. But you have some, you charge patients some amount of fees because you don't know what's going to happen on the day uh, to cover yourself. Um, so make sure that you give patient option one, option two, or scenario one, scenario two, and likely fees related to each scenario. And when you have done that, you will less likely to have issues with patient where patient would come to you and complain that, you know, you haven't been upfront and honest regarding the fees. The other thing I've seen dentists uh, with full mouth reconstruction, especially proposing plan of full mouth reconstruction to patient, they feel afraid of um, telling them the fees because it's in thousands. So usually I will, I will give you in a minute a, a typical scenario and fees um, of full mouth reconstruction. So it's between eight to 10,000 for direct adhesive full mouth reconstruction. And obviously it's when you're, when you're doing it for the first time or it, proposing that treatment for the first time and you only done few crowns here and there, maybe a few veneers, um, reconstruction, smile design, you may not have proposed treatment worth 10,000 pounds. And what happens is that you are very excited, enthusiastic, and you put all your effort into, you know, discussing this with patient. And 
patient says no. And what I've seen is there is a visible change in dentist's facial expression. Their face drops down. They feel disappointed. And it is visible because I have seen it uh, live uh, because I mentor many dentists. And, you know, I've seen them proposing treatment to their patient. Patient says no. And I've seen their faces. I've asked nurses and the nurses said, yeah, the faces have changed completely. So, and this is not... Of course, when you start in the beginning, this will happen because, you know, you know that you spend so much time, effort uh, and your energy into um, giving this patient your all. And the patient doesn't understand that, you know, how much that treatment is needed. But for those dentists who feel disappointed from rejection, what I would advise you to see is think about you need to change your uh, mind of frame. So you need to reframe yourself, as Tony Robbins says. Um, so whenever these scenarios happen, you need to imagine that you are, you are, let's say, going on a corridor and someone drops their books. Okay, and now you have, you have offered them to help them to collect those books, and the person says no. Will you feel offended? Of course not, because you know it's their choice if they want the if they want the help or not. And this is what I want you to think when you are trying to propose treatment to patient. And patient says no. You are trying to help that patient. And as I always say, if money is there, money is your main reason you are doing full mouth reconstruction or anything. Then I mean in dentistry, then. I think you need to find another profession because there are a lot of more, lot more other professions there where you can earn better money. So I'm not saying that you should forget about money and don't think about money. And, you know, money is important. And that's why we are discussing that in this episode. But if you just think about money and you, you are discussing this with patient, patient will know. Patients are very intelligent human being um, and you know whatever you think patient can assess your the way you're talking to them whether you're being pushy or your motivation is money so think it this way that you are trying to help patient and if patient says no they're just declining your help if they decline your help it's nothing for you to lose it's for patient who's losing out from your services so in some respect, it's our duty to really communicate patient uh, with patient really well so that patient understand how important it is. Because in their life, possibly dental health might be uh, not the priority because there are lots of other things going on. But the fact that they are sitting in your chair uh, shows that they do care about their teeth. So don't feel offended. Um, and, you know, you just tell patient that you're there for them whenever they need you and just start again fresh with another patient. It will take multiple goes in the beginning because you are, if you're not experienced, then, you know, it will show when you're discussing with patient. So, you know, um, it will take time before someone, some good soul will say, yes, uh, let's do it. And then you will gain your confidence. Uh, unfortunately, in dentistry, the main way to gain confidence is actually doing stuff, not doing to the, going to the courses. Yes, going to courses will help you implement the stuff. But until unless you've done it by yourself, um, you will not gain that valuable confidence. So yes, go on courses and learn everything. But implement. Implementation is the key in anything, not just dentistry, anything. If you don't implement, and there are studies which suggest that if you go on a course 
And if you don't implement that within six months, you almost forget 90% of what you learned. And it's almost like you never done that course again. And you will have to do, sorry, you'll have to do the course again to, to learn everything back again. And that's why anyone who attends my hands-on course, I start six months before or four months before training. Um, because what I want to do is when they, when they do the hands-on course, I want them to implement that as soon as possible. Because if you don't implement it, you will forget within three to four months time all the scenarios although uh, they have all the online modules and you know everything's there even then you know videos are available if you if you want to really learn full math reconstruction you don't need to pay me or anyone you can go to google youtube there all the information is there you can get it but what you want is you want structured information and you want someone behind you to nag you so that you implement. So as I say, the main thing is implementation. Make sure whatever you learn, you implement it as soon as possible. And I'm guilty of that. I have I have done many courses and I've not implemented and I've done those courses again, unfortunately. Um, so, you know, I'm talking from the first-hand experience. So here is the typical structure of fees when planning a classic direct adhesive full math reconstruction. And these fees are just generalized fees is the fees um, I go by, although I charge more, maybe a little bit less depending on the case, but I'm just giving you some average fees so that you get an idea. Um, I would certainly avoid going below these fees, um, but if it's your first case and if, you're, if your principal is happy with it, then... Um, you know, you can charge patient less and do a kind of a pro bono case. Um, it doesn't cost much apart from your hour, hourly rate to do direct adhesive reconstruction, especially if you're doing wax up by yourself um, or you just pay for the wax up fees really because the rest of it, you're going to do it by yourself. So first patient comes for initial examination. I charge around 75 pounds, which is really low because I don't want fees because patient patient usually when they see me they don't know me and you know i don't want fees to be that first um obstruction so i charge around 75 pounds for in my initial assessment then you would have a comprehensive assessment once patients come for initial assessment and then patients happy to have uh, go ahead with the treatment then you would charge patient for comprehensive assessment that that could be anything between 150 to 350 pounds then uh, you would charge patient for full mouth wax up and again that could be depending on your lab technician's fees could be anything between 650 to 1200 pounds depending on your uh, how much your technician charges per tooth because remember uh, you will be taking upper and lower models you are then going to having you're going to ask technician to duplicate it so you'll have two sets of each you are then going to ask a technician to do anterior wax up duplicate the model continue doing full mouth wax up so that duplication of the models you then you know, charges gets added up so you need to charge patient appropriately plus you need to charge patient for your time because you know when you're doing this facebook record and lucia jig or leaf cage and impressions it does take time and when you're doing mock-up it will take time as well i usually include my mock-up fees into my wax up fees so whatever i'm charging for wax up i will include 
my uh, mock-up fee, fees in it. I don't charge extra for mock-up. So you are then going to obviously see patient for mock-up. So you need to consider that time. And maybe if the mock-up is not correct and patient not happy, you're going to then redo it. So you need to make sure you put in contingency plan. Then you are going to charge, uh, you need to charge patient for whitening. Almost every single full mouth reconstruction I do, I do whitening for patient because it's easy to color match teeth which are white you know if the teeth are really white it's easy to bond uh, in the sense that uh, match the color and get better aesthetics out and usually patients are by this time you know they're okay with the whitening they're like okay we'll, we'll try it i always want patient that you're not going to get whitening like you see in the books or the the ads because the reason you know, they're having full mouth reconstruction because they have wear, they have heavily restored teeth and there is a lot of dentin ex exposed. When there's lots of dentin exposed, you can't get better whitening, no matter how long you're going to do whitening for. So what we are trying to do is we're just trying to get the, the maybe shade or two lighter, the teeth. So, you know, I tell patients that don't get too excited uh, about the whitening results because you probably won't get it because the teeth are not in the condition to get whitened. And I'll show them photos and explain it to them. But you still tend to get good whitening because there is enamel usually there and enamel do get white. So um, whitening charges. Then you need to charge patient for building of uh, lower incisors. As we discussed in steps, we always build lower incisors first. So lower three to three incisal edges or uh, incisal buckle uh, surfaces depending on the wax up and that again could be anything between 175 pounds to 450 pounds for your direct buildup then you need to charge patient build for buildup of upper anteriors three to three that would be palatal and incisal uh, and again that could be anything between 250 to 450 pounds i'm not considering buckle buildup because i don't do generally buckle build up on the same appointment i would do palate i will do lower three to three incisal and uh, buckle if it needs to be an upper palatal three to three because that's enough for me to do in one day and then once occlusion is fine then i can do either porcelain veneer for buckle or i can just do um, direct composite or i could just leave it if patient's happy with it uh, and not do any buckle coverage just incisal bonding then you need to charge patient for second wax up for posteriors and again, that could be depending on your fees for your technician. It could be anything between 650 to, to 1200 again. Um, and then you need to charge patient for buildup of 16 posterior teeth. And that could be again between 200 to 400 pounds per tooth, depending on how much work you need to do. Now, if you have done core investigation, which I highly recommend. So let's say patient has said yes for the full mouth reconstruction and patient's got lots of large amalgams on the posteriors which you are planning to do onlays for, I would recommend that you um, remove those amalgam, clean the case up, build the teeth with composite. And what that will do is that will reduce your stress when you are uh, doing uh, direct buildups later on because um, all you need to do and your, your, all you need to do is just put some, use a stamp technique to just stamp your wax up onto the onto the tooth so and you can isolate it really nicely you can put your rubber dam nicely and you know it works really well so i would urge you to do core investigation first in your 
um, in your phase two treatment, that would be your stabilization phase or active disease phase uh, first, and then you start doing all the rest of it. But you could do this before second wax up or posterior. So let's say you build upper and lower three to three. Now you're coming back to the posterior teeth. It's still not too late. You can still do core investigation of the posterior teeth and then take impressions for second wax ups. Okay. Um, so I hope that makes uh, made, made that clear. And then once that posterior teeth are built up, you are then, if you haven't done, and if you need to do, do you do porcelain veneers for the anteriors? Uh, because that will be then your typical smile makeover case because occlusion is sorted. Uh, all now you need to do is prep the teeth for veneers and, and, and do the veneers. So it's much easier. Don't need to think three-dimensionally and also technicians less likely to mess it up. And then uh, you need to charge patient for Michigan Splint, which could be anything between 750 to 1400 pounds, depending on the lab fees. Um, I use um, S4S uh, is one of the lab which is uh, specializes in uh, splints. Um, again, I don't get any kickback from them, but I, I use I, I use them uh, for my Michigan Splint and. Um, there's another lab which I can't uh, remember the name of, but um, if I do, I will just put it on the notes. But yeah, mainly S4S uh, is the lab I use. Um, I, with regards to Michigan Splint, I will do uh, another episode and I will discuss uh, some nitty gritty of Michigan Splint. Um, but this is the splint I mainly use for all my cases. Um, I rarely use Tanner. Um, rarely use dual arch B splint um, when there's also retention retentions required. But 90% of my splints are Michigan splints. So again, if you add up the minimum fees, it would come to around 9,000 pounds to um, 11,000 pounds. So you have a now rough idea as to how much one direct adhesive full mouth reconstruction case takes. Now, of course, there are nuances. This, the fees which I've discussed with you assumes that patient has got intact teeth just where, um, nothing else going on. Obviously, if patient teeth needs endo, core investigation, that will be an additional charge. So you need to include that charge uh, into your treatment plan. And um, that's your setting up fees. Make sure that once you have set up the fees, let's say you haven't proposed this kind of treatment before to patient, you rehearse on in front of mirror telling patient that it's going to be this much because when you haven't discussed this amount of money before, you might hesitate. And when you hesitate, patient may lose confidence in you. So make sure that you discuss. If you are being mentored, then the best thing to do is mention it to patient that, look, I am being mentored. Uh, I'm learning this uh, by one of the best, uh, whoever is mentoring you. I'm sure he's he or she is good. Uh, a mentor and you just say be upfront with patient and usually patients don't mind um, if patient mind that you are being mentored and they don't want to have the treatment then you really don't want to treat those patients because they are not the page, right patient for you at this stage uh, and it's better to refer those patients but in my experience most of the patients 
would say would be happy because you would have that rapport with that patient and you usually patients are very kind generally they they will allow you to to practice on themselves and you know i am grateful for my patients uh, who you know i treated in the beginning where i wasn't as good as i am right now and you know that will be the same feelings 5 or 10 years later where i would say oh you know 10 years ago i wasn't as good as i am now and hopefully that would be the case because i believe in continuous learning and and improving because no one's perfect we always learning and progressing so i hope you enjoyed this episode and if you have any questions please feel free to uh, ask me uh, via social media if you are in the full multi construction group then just ping a question and i'll do my best to answer have a lovely day and i will see you in the next episode Thank you.